0: Welcome to this week's episode of Let's Talk Soul Business. My name is Barbara, and in the past 20 years that I've been working, I have seen many leaders come and go, some brilliant ones and some horrible ones. And ever since, I've been fascinated by the question, what makes the difference between good and bad leadership, between making an impact and just making money? And I know the answer. The difference is heart and soul. Those leaders and organizations where there is soul do make a difference for their people, for their clients, and for society. In this podcast, we explore what this means. How do you bring in heart and soul? Can you choose people over short-term profit or success? And what happens when you choose vulnerability over toughness? Using insights and inspiration from many different areas, this will be the place to get inspired for a different kind of leadership. I believe we desperately need more heart and soul in the world. So I'm very happy to have these conversations with all of you. Join us. Let me know what you think, because it's about time. Let's talk soul business. In Let's Talk Soul Business, I talk about bringing heart and soul into working life. In our shows, I talk to people from within, from a distance, and with new perspectives. Today, we have a special guest, as we will talk what it is like to bring in heart and soul into politics. A soulful leader who speaks honestly and openly about what it means to bring in heart and soul. With me today is Sophie Hermans. Sophie is a Dutch politician representing the People's Party for Freedom and Democracy, VVD, in the House of Representatives for five years now. And as of the beginning of this year, she's also the chairman of the VVD in the parliament. She is known for her human and personal style that she brings into Dutch politics. Before being elected into the parliament, she served as assistant to the Prime Minister Mark Rutte and former minister Stef Blok. And although politics are something Sophie grew up with, it has taken quite a while before she fully went for it. After studying political science in Amsterdam, Sophie worked as a consultant for several years specializing in transformation and change processes, mainly in the public or semi-public sector. She worked for an NGO with the mission to reform the public domain and the ways we work and live together. After that, she found her way to The Hague, where she soon was being recognized as one of the political talents and as a leader of the new political generation of the Netherlands. She has been leaning She has been leading one of the most successful campaigns for her party. During the latest negotiations, Sophie has played a pivotal role. Often she does that behind the scenes. Her ego is not the driver for her choices. Sophie is one of a kind, making very deliberate choices about the way she wants to be in politics. Where data and facts are important for her, she knows as no other politics are about emotions and I'm very curious to hear more about that from her. And what often is forgotten about politicians is the human behind what we see on television and in the newspapers. Sophie is a very loyal, warm, extremely smart and fun person. She knows what real connection is about, and everybody who works with her or worked with her in the past gets her full attention. Her family and friends are the most important thing in life for her, And despite the crazy hours that are required for her position in politics, she never misses a thing about the people that are important to her. I am extremely honored to have this conversation because I am convinced that for anybody who needs to make choices about authenticity and leadership, hearing Sophie talk about her choices will be inspiring. If she can do it, anybody can do it. Dear Sophie, let's talk soul business. How is that to listen to yourself?
1: Um, strange. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's strange and a bit um, awkward as well. Yeah. Very good.
0: Yeah. That's a great start for a conversation. Um, and, and I wanted to start with what comes up for you when you think about soul for leadership and is that at all something that you see and recognize in politics?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, because... Well, I'm, I'm in working in Dutch politics uh, with a lot of colleagues from, well, within my party and, and other parties. And, and I think almost everybody has this own specific passion or motivation to, to be and to work in politics and to make sure that you do everything you can to achieve something at the end of the day for the, for the people for whom you are fighting in, in politics. So I do see those uh, soulful leaders, though
0: all those politicians who want, yeah, want to do the best thing they can. Yeah. So you're saying that the passion and the ideals that people have—that's uh, what eventually what then brought them into the politics, yeah. or initially what brought them into politics. Yeah. Yeah and 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 yet, when we talk about soulful leadership, um we've also been exploring in in previous shows that that is about vulnerability and being able to make mistakes and to really allow emotions to be there. Is that also something that you see in politics? sometimes,
1: and I think we should show it more often uh but uh, you all politicians also want to be or let me talk for myself, you also want to be strong and have an opinion and make uh, absolutely clear what you want, what you think what you don't want. So in being strong and being clear about what you want to achieve, we sometimes, I sometimes forget to, to show, well, it's, it's me, it's a person who is, is talking about the subject, who is working on the subject, who is working in a coalition or working together with the opposition to get things done.
0: Well, I I would also say that because there are so many emotions there, people are really fighting for something. Um, Maybe because of all that emotion uh, that is there, it can also be hard to really listen to each other and to really be open for other ideas.
1: Yeah, I think that's um, on the one hand, that's true because we all are convinced that our opinion, that our uh, ideas, that our uh programs are the best for for the netherlands uh so you you want to to tell that story you want to to get people to hear it um and and that sometimes makes that you don't really listen to what the other one is saying what arguments the other one is bringing into the debate um because when you do listen and you think oh well there might be more comparisons or more things we agree about then you think uh, at the beginning of a debate. So, so yeah, it definitely starts with listening. And at the same time, it's making mistakes. That's not only in politics,
0: everywhere is scary. How is political life different and how you are showing up there different from what you have seen in earlier parts of your career where you were in consultancy, where you were in an NGO? What is different there?
1: What is different is um, uh, the fact that there's media, social media, constantly watching what you're doing and have an opinion about it. Uh, the, the, the public that is, that is sending you emails and, and, and messages on social media. And at the same time, in politics... Everybody has this motivation, this passion to to do the the right thing to do from their, from your perspective, from your ideology, uh, working um, uh, super, super hard to get things done. And this uh, mix of 150 people who who want to to do their best in debates, who want to uh, make agreements, to to work together, to to get things done to make the Netherlands a bit better at the end of the day that that combination that that's that spirit brings a lot of energy into the into the into the to the, the environment of which you're working in as a politician
0: and and I've never experienced that before it sounds like a very firing place like very a lot of fire and energy in there where people really want to get the best out of that and and, and how did that change you, if at all? How did that change you as a leader? Are you showing up differently now, knowing all this energy and knowing that everybody is watching what you are doing? How did that change you? Yeah. And the the, the, the thing is, I try not to change mm-hmm. because
1: I truly believe that in every job, uh, let me be, be clear about that, in every job, but... Also, or maybe especially in in politics, you have to be yourself. You have to be your authentic self, because that's the only thing how you can, the only way how you uh, can get things done that really uh, matter. Or that if you if you start playing a role, then 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 you're busy with playing that role instead of busy with uh, getting to the best solution.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting that you're saying that because. I think let's talk about stereotypes around politics. Um, uh, I think that the general public opinion is very often that, oh, it's just a role that they are doing. And and what kind of story are they doing there? Uh, Authenticity and politics is not necessarily something that people combine. How is that for you?
1: For me, that's difficult because I do want to be uh, myself. I do want to be authentic. And I, uh, it's, Every day I go to The Hague to do my work. It's, it's for my integrity, for my, uh, the, the passion I feel inside to work on the right things. And of course, people don't agree with me and, and other parties have other solutions. And that's not the problem. As long as you have the debate or the discussions uh, with respect for each other, then, then I think that's the greatest thing we have in, in, in the Netherlands. Uh, well, in the world uh, in uh, in every country where there where you have a, a good working democracy, but I've also had these experiences in debates where it's not about your solution or it's not about what you think is the right thing but but people are actually um, putting question marks about are you about your uh, to your intentions and are you really in here to do the right thing and as soon as that comes into into the discussion or that comes into play then i then then i feel there there's well in what kind of a a world am i'm i debating right now am i working right now because this is not i'm here and with everything i have in me i'm doing the right thing and you if you don't agree no problem we have a debate but don't Say that I'm I'm not doing it with the right intention, and uh, because I do, I don't think that from the other person as well. Um,
0: but but you you feel it, so it. it is there. Yeah, and it's interesting because you very much rely on your feeling and your intuition there as well. And and you have been you have been really successful in uh, behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, but in in negotiations and in building bridges. Yeah. Uh, and there are several. Uh, examples of that uh, throughout your political career, um, and 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 what is if if you think about that negotiations is is also about playing the game and about emotions a lot. What is your secret there? Yeah, we
1: talked already about listening. It starts with listening. If you are negotiating with another party, then just listen to to the to the other to the other person uh, representing this this party and listen. Try to understand why a certain subject or why a certain issue is so important. Because as soon as you start understanding that, you can relate to, okay, I know this is important for him. Well, let me tell what is important for me. And maybe we can bring these two things together. Really listening about what what makes the other thick makes that when you negotiate, it's not about winning or losing. It's about making one plus one three. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happening.
0: And it's so interesting because I've had a couple of conversations already here. And and one of the key factors that people mention all the time when we talk about leadership that really makes an impact is about empathy and is the ability to, to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Um, uh listening is an important skill for that but eventually it is about this empathy and it's interesting how you are saying exactly the same and I had an interview with um, uh, with somebody who's in m a and said those huge deals they are, hardly they hardly ever fail because of the data and the analytics they always fail because of the people they always fail because of the emotions yeah. and um and, and i'm when i'm listening to you that is exactly what you're saying as well so going back then what is your what is your secret that you do differently you say i'm listening and i'm able to put myself in uh, in somebody else's shoe are you also receiving that from people on the other side or are you are you so open-minded that you can also do that without other people giving that to you.
1: No, you, uh, other people are doing it and giving that to me as well. Uh, not everybody, of course, but uh, a lot of people are. I would love working to get some the...
0: names now. Of now yeah, no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but,
1: um, but you see, because I believe uh, here, you if you give, uh, the other will give as well. So it's a, it's a game of mm-hmm. give and take. Um, and as long as you do it from and show that you're doing it from the right intentions that, that you're really interested in, in the other person, that you see that, that on a certain subject someone really needs a certain measure or some money to, to get something done, then well, if you work together, if you are in a team, then you, you,
0: you want to help the other the other person and, and you get it back. Mm-hmm. And and you also, as the chairman of your party in the parliament, you also have a responsibility for a whole team of very driven, high-energy people who all wants, uh, want the best uh, out there. Um, and what are you known for as, as a leader of that group? How would they describe you? Well, you should ask
1: them. It's always really difficult to, to describe yourself. Uh, but what I hope... That they mm-hmm. will say if you you ask them, that they recognize what we just talked about 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 listening. That they recognize it. That that I try to listen, try to uh, understand the other person, and 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 build a bridge uh, fr- from there. And that I'm also, uh, of course, we we have to be a professional organization, and I want want that everybody in the team is um well is doing his or her work on a in a professional way. But that we are also a team where, where we help each other, where we support each other. When when you have a tough day that, that, that you can come in uh, in my office or a colleague's office and, and just have a chat or cup of coffee or cup of tea. Uh, because I truly believe that uh, as a as a team of 34 uh, members of parliament we can only be a good team if we uh, we are willing to help each other, and we are not in there. Uh, well, uh, well, by by incident, uh, coincidence, but but really see that there is a, a bigger thing we
0: fight for. And I find that so interesting because I think we, we can easily say that politics is an environment where there's high levels of stress, where there's a huge demand, both in, in, in quantity and in quality. So meaning a lot of hours and a lot of, uh, content that you need to be constantly alert. Um, uh, so. I've had conversations around uh, the brain as well and what it does to your body. And I can only imagine uh, what the impact is on your brain and your body in constantly being in this, this high pressure environment. And yet you say, one of the things that I want to be known for is that people can always find support, that they can always come when there is something there. Um, and that requires lower stress levels. We simply know that when we're in the fight or flight mode, that is not something that is easy. How do you deal with that? When when you notice that the stress levels are so high, can you still show up as that leader?
1: I I can do better in those situations I, I have to be honest because I'm I, right now uh, th- this week and last week I mean uh, we we are negotiating again and then I feel um I have to to read a lot of information I have to talk to uh, colleagues uh, within the coalition and also in 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 my party and then I know that that I'm not really focused on what is happening uh, around me although I I want to do it but it's it's well my 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 head is full uh, uh, absolutely I absolutely so i uh as long as i know that this this stressful period is that there is a deadline that there mm-hmm. that the that there is an, an an end uh i can i can handle it and know okay i will i will make it up uh when this period is over because doing this Negotiations uh, first for the the coalition agreement and now for for some problems we are facing right now. It's it's crucial in my work to do that uh, in the right way. So I also need this focus and 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 being busy with only this this certain sort of, this this subject or this project, you could say, um, because I ha- I want to do it right. I want to do the the best thing for my party and for my colleagues. So it's a, it's a balance between focusing to deliver for them and to 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 achieve what I want to achieve for the party and for of course for the people I'm representing in and we are representing in in, in parliament and at the same time uh, the feeling oh I also want to connect with my colleagues I want to have lunch with them or uh, have a coffee or something uh, yeah. to just have a chat
0: well and it sounds as if you're really aware of it when that you notice when you are uh, when the stress levels are that high and when the focus is becoming that specific that you're aware of that and uh, and that you're able to to either say okay this is what I need right yeah. now so that means a little bit less of the yeah. uh, of of the other thing yeah. But I know when there is an end, when there is a deadline, eventually I can go back to uh, to that again. And of course, we very often say that, see that people just keep on going yeah. and are not aware of the f- mode where they are in. Yeah, and
1: and that's the the thing you always have to be uh, careful of. In in I think in every job, but also in politics, it's it never stops. It's twenty four seven. You you can be on uh, every day, every night. Every weekend, every uh, holiday, and you have to say, okay, but now here it stops. Now it's weekend, or now I have an evening uh, dinner with friends, or I don't know what. And I, I'm, tr- I'm learning that. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to say that uh, that I'm already there, but you have to do it to make sure that you're ready for the next a challenge that is definitely coming in a, in a few days or weeks
0: yeah sometimes already in a few hours in a few
1: hours um and uh, and 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 you need to do that to make sure that from the next day or after the weekend there's also this space and room in your head to uh, to find the connection with your colleagues uh,
0: again yeah and i love what you're saying that you 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 have to do it um and I up. want to do yeah. it. It's not only
1: to. having you have to do it; other, otherwise, I want to do it because I want to spend time with friends. I want to spend time with family. I want to do things for myself because I I I also feel when I'm relaxing, then then I got this literally the space in my head and and new ideas or new.
0: Ambitions, or I find my motivation uh, for for what I'm doing. Yeah. So, so what I'm hearing is that you say, well, I take care of myself through connection by by, by meeting my family, my friends. Or are there other things that you do to to either become aware of the stress level where you are, or to take care of yourself to protect your boundaries? Uh, recognizing the stress stress level is for me. Uh,
1: I. The way I'm reacting to people uh, I'm working with very closely every day, when I start being short, being
0: a bit, yeah, how do you say that? Well, is it something that that they tell you? Do you have people organized around you that will tell you, hey, listen, we're going there? Yeah, there are people. Uh, yeah, yeah, some some people.
1: Uh, there are some people uh, who, who tell me this, but I. The way they react, I see, oh, there's something different mm. from how we talk to each other uh, in in normal days.
0: Well, and I, I, I do think that this is a gift that not everybody has. I think there's often people, so when I work with a lot of leaders and... Um, Uh, they only realize this when it's too late, whatever that means. But they only realize when there's already damage done with the other people. Um, So I think it's a a gift if you can recognize it yourself. Um, Is that something that you always had in your career or is that uh, something that has changed? Um,
1: I think, well, reading a situation or reading emotions in a situation or in a room, I think I... That's something I already had, but uh, it's totally different when you're uh, as a consultant or as a political assistant in a room and you can observe a situation and then say to someone else, hey, you should give some attention to, to him or to her. Um, that's totally different from the situation I'm in right now and and handle with the emotions that, that you see happening in the room uh, while you're uh, in a meeting, while well, and you're they might
0: also affect yourself. So it's also about
1: your own emotions, yeah. not only now no. as an observer, but it's like yeah you are experiencing yourself as well. Yeah, and I have to deal with it in the moment. And there you come to a, an element I think uh, uh, is is a, is about soulful leadership as well. Do you dare to trust your gut feeling? To trust that? Well, you, we all know that feeling in your somewhere in your stomach, between your stomach and your heart, that you think this is going wrong or this is really a good a good idea or a good plan and then don't think don't hesitate but just just act and just handle and react to that feeling and I think this is that is crucial uh, for for uh, well what 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 I think soulful leadership is that you dare to act in the moment
0: yeah I I really really love that and and especially, Following your intuition does not mean that you start finding the arguments. Should I follow it or not? You say act in the moment. Yeah. This is this is something so strong. And intuition is something where left and right hemisphere of the brain come together. It's yeah. both about there is ratio is part of intuition. Yeah. It's not some woo-woo thing that is there all no. of a sudden. It's based on your knowledge, on your experience. And it's based on something that we can't define exactly, yeah. and that together. And you say you recognize it literally in your stomach, somewhere between your stomach and your and your heart, um, and being aware of your body and noticing that is, is sounds that is a powerful tool for you yeah. as well. Yeah, definitely. And um, last year I had
1: two uh, bigger debates, and uh, there you do first your you tell your own story and then of course all the other politicians can come to the mic and ask you questions and they are not always they do not always fully agree with your uh <laughs> your inputs and your story
0: that's an understatement
1: that's an understatement yes and uh what 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 i do and i think what I, what everybody does is preparing for those debates because you start thinking okay if i say this about climate or if I say this about education or healthcare, then I might get a question or a reaction from another politician on this uh, particular point. So you start thinking about what am I going to say uh, as soon as I get that, that question. And that's really good because you have to, to prepare to get your head around all the subjects that, that, that can, well, come across. But I, um what I do is I always um, I look back the debates I did. Uh, so I watch it on, on the computer. It's, it's terrible to do, but <laughs> you learn uh, the most out of it. And what I see is that the best reactions, uh, the best answers, uh, the best statements uh, I, I make um, are the ones I didn't prepare are the ones that come in the moment that you are standing there sometimes for hours and hours and someone is asking you something or or trying trying to to make others believe that you say said something else than you you actually did and it's this reaction in the moment that you feel okay but now now you're crossing a line now i'm getting really angry angry or now you're addressing a point that I'm really passionate about, that those reactions are the most strong ones. And that, that are the ones that you have that feeling between your stomach and your heart. And you think, okay, now I have to show who I really am and what I really believe. And
0: that's interesting. Is that only when when it comes to, to those kind of moments? Or would you say, well, maybe... Um uh I in w- one day I can start trusting that for the whole debate and not only on those moments. But what would happen if you would trust that all the time? Is that even possible? Um yeah, well well you have to,
1: to try to, to trust uh during the whole debate, but um it's in interaction, mm-hmm. something is happening as, as long as I'm just telling my story and reading what what I have uh, prepared and 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 yeah, reading out loud what, sure. what is on on the paper. There's always a different uh, connection with the, the people in parliament and also I think for people watching television. So um, that might be a a reason not to read from paper but to do it by head and and just talk.
0: Uh, oh wow that would be a that would be a whole because sometimes and I have seen some debates and I think uh, you've been hours and hours behind that and you start a story yeah. that you've prepared and you end up finishing that last part of the story 5 hours later yeah. or so yeah. so I uh, I can imagine that some preparation is really needed yeah there. and
1: and and it's the the it's about Content and about subjects. And if, if you, if if we, I have a debate with my colleague from the Socialist Party about healthcare. I really should know how our healthcare system is working because she knows a lot about it. She's a good debater. So, um, so I want to make sure that I have the the, the content and, the, and and so that once she starts asking me questions, that I trust on the knowledge I have about the healthcare system in this in this example. Um, but uh, don't think about everything which is in my head about this subject but really listen to what she's asking me mm. really listen to what she she uh, wants to debate with me and um and react in the moment and react to the actual question she's asking me not the one i prepared uh, in my head or with my team the days before.
0: Yeah, so you're also say, saying you need to let go of that and trust that trust um, the moment. Yeah, trust, trust the your moment. knowledge,
1: and trust the the interaction that is that that will occur 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 when you start debating.
0: Are there no? Are there because you are giving this example of following your intuition, trusting on your on the knowledge, trusting on the preparation, and I, and I love how you're describing this this beautiful mix and balance from being in the moment and at the same time preparing yourself thoroughly, and 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 that's when you really get the best out of you in in those kind of political situations. Are there also downsides of your type of leadership, if we call that soulful leader, which is about Putting yourself in somebody else's shoes, really putting a lot of attention to the listening, um, and and being there for people. Are there downsides for you in politics, specific? Yeah. Um, well, with this this way
1: of doing doing politics, you're vulnerable as well. Yeah. And and a few weeks ago, we had a, a an, an, an issue, and I was asked about that issue in a television program. And uh, I, that was a situation where I, I reacted in the moment and I was honest that I said, well, with this issue, i it feels uncomfortable for me. And, and then they said, okay, what are you going to do about it? And I said, I don't know. I don't know yet. It feels uncomfortable. We have to do something about it, but I don't know what yet. There's so many things involved in the, in this issue. I I really have to 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 think this true, and but I also want to be honest that it it does it it is a difficult situation. It is uncomfortable for me, so I did I I showed yeah. that that feeling for me and also said I don't know the answer yet. So did you
0: have any doubts in that moment when you gave that answer? No, um, you didn't have doubts in the moment, but then.
1: All media
0: fell over you and said, this is, th- th- this is, they don't know what they're doing in this party. They don't have a straight line and, and they she were doesn't actually, have an opinion. she doesn't have an opinion. So they were actually asking for the t- testosterone that we know in politics. And then what happens? Well, then I, the, the my
1: first reaction was, okay, I have to uh, come with a solution, Be, but, Either way, I had to come with a solution because we had an issue. So, yeah. so I started to work on it with with my my colleagues uh, in in parliament and also the colleagues in the in the party. And after two or three days, we we had a solution. And then, uh, well, uh, I I asked uh, answered some questions for for the media again. And then later that night, I was at home and rethinking about what what happened. And I I said to uh, a colleague, I said, "Okay, I'm never, never going to do this again. This showing, this vulnerability, showing my my doubts, and the, the fact that I still have to think about something.
0: Because, yeah, why? Why should I? Uh, the They're next... just going to lynch me, and I'm. Uh, why should I make myself so vulnerable? Yeah. So yes. the next
1: time, I will use some some fake words, and then then we'll see. They hear, they will hear from me when we solve the 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 issue." So that was my first reaction. But then after, I think, one night of good sleep, I thought, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going. This is this is me. This is Sophie as a, uh, as a politician. This is how I work and how I'm doing my work. And um, um, uh, that doesn't mean that I'm going to do this every day, of course, because, you, yeah, it, it's it depends on the situation. But I'm not going to give up um uh, because of this one uh, situation in which i did i could have done things better of course but s- the starting moment of showing this this doubt of being honest that i didn't have
0: the solution right away um i might do it it and i think that is so important when we talk about leadership and and making and being authentic as a leader um, that does not mean, and this example show shows, this does not mean that it's always easy and that it's always, um, the only way to go. It's super scary.
1: It's super scary.
0: Yeah. And, and yet, and, and you also get those moments that you think like, I'm never going to do this again. And yet after a good night of sleep, so rebalancing again, yeah. you, you, so no, th- this is how I want to be. This yeah. is how I want to show up. Yeah. And are you getting appreciation for that? Yes, as well, because you're, well, I think we
1: people are always focused on uh, people or um, reactions that are negative and that are saying, well, you should have an opinion right away, or you should, shouldn't have said that. And you're forgetting that there are a lot of people who don't send an email or or send you a message at all, uh, but there are also people sending an email wow, thanks for doing it uh, this way. But
0: you forget those, sure. those reactions. And we even know that that is how we work, right? There is uh, uh, one positive uh, or one negative. You need seven, seven positives. positives on the yep. other side. Yep. So uh, this is exactly how we are constantly in it. And this is also how from the evolution, how we have developed, you always scan for danger. Yep. And and even in current life, when danger looks very different, we still scan for that. And then yep. we focus on that. So it. It requires a lot of courage um, um, and and also groundedness and confidence to say, well, I do feel the danger, I do feel this this negative one, um, uh, and yet I still choose to yeah. continue on my path. Yeah. How do you know so sure that that is the path? What is it? It's this is how I feel it inside. This is how
1: uh, there's no evidence, there's no research, but I'm for me, this is the only way. I can do it because this is how I am and um yeah I, I just go and and of course things there are moments I think oh that's not so smart of me I could have done this better or next time of of course that that but that's yeah that's how life works um and as long as as you're you're willing and you're able and you're not too proud to say sometimes oh well I it I, was wrong Wrong or, well, not not so nice of me then. Well, and
0: I I think you you earlier you mentioned a really important one. You constantly reflect, yeah. so you you rewatch your debates. You um you reflect on how you responded to certain situations, and from there, uh, that also strengthens your intuition. That strengthens the feeling inside. So it's um and I think that's an important one to to know. Sometimes we think, oh, soulful leadership or empathetic leadership, that that is just, oh, just be yourself, and and then it comes from inside. But it's something that you build, that you develop, that you strengthen.
1: Yeah, and it's also, um, it's not that soulful leadership doesn't mean that you're always nice and cute and um, uh, willing to to please the other. It also means that you... You know where you're heading for, and that that your priorities are clear, and that you are absolutely clear when someone is crossing a line. So, but the for me it's about when you have this 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 feeling between your stomach and your heart. Do you dare to act? Do you dare to listen to it, and um, uh, and take this intuition? into your, your actions and your, what you're saying or what you're doing.
0: Yeah. And I think it's a really important point that you're mentioning there that soulful leadership is also about clarity, about direction, about priorities, and about boundaries. This is what you do and what you uh, do not do. So that combination, there's definitely those two sides. And I think that's also what you explained in, in your debates or in the way that you do politics. There, there is There's facts, there's preparation, there is a clear opinion and a clear direction. And then you're adding those other elements of empathy, of listening, of really putting yourself in somebody else's uh, shoes and about emotions and allowing them to be there, um, um, all in the same direction yeah. of that. That's that's beautiful. And if you if you look back at how you are doing your uh, your politics, but also looking back at your career where you where you've gone, have there been any pivotal moments in your career where you think this is when I started realizing exactly what we've just been talking about, or did you have any great examples that you have seen around you?
1: Well, there are always those moments in your personal life that uh, that make that 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 make that you start thinking about okay, what is really important? What 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 do I feel right now? What's really important? So for me, uh, my mother died eight years ago, and uh, so that's that that's of course a very uh, changing uh, life-changing moment in a very very sad way. Of course, uh, I I still miss her every day, but it's also. Um, makes made me think about okay what do i what what did i learn from her but what uh what is really important in life and i'm 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 making choices that um that give room or space to that important things in in life those things can happen overnight yeah so you're literally overnight you're- and and your life is completely uh different
0: yeah so so not taking things for granted yeah and then uh not taking things for granted and that made you rethink and reprioritize yeah. what is important in life to yeah. you and uh, so that uh, one of the pivotal moments yeah
1: and the, and the other one was the moment where i realized okay uh, now i'm working in in the hague as a political assistant um and um and 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 the moment that I realized, okay, now I'm an, I'm an assistant, I'm behind the scenes, and I don't want to be the assistant anymore. I want to take responsibility and uh, uh, yeah, well, come in, fr- in, in the spotlights and do a, a, a step forward. So I was it was with uh, Steph Blok, the Minister of Housing, and we were somewhere in the Netherlands visiting a housing project and there I was talking with people who moved from one house to another house, and that they there I saw, okay, decisions that we take in The hague in politics they do take some time, and it also takes some <laughs> some time before they they sort their effect they have their effect in real life, but they do have effect. You can uh change things in a way that that you make life easier or uh, for for people, and that it was in this conversation with those those people in this housing project that I thought, yes, but I don't want to not only advise about it, but also do it myself and be responsible for for changing those little things I can change as a person um, in for in my country for our society.
0: Yeah. So so here, you were. You were seeing the impact, yeah. and that's what you wanted to be uh, seeing to and be feeling part of. it. Because those people were so happy and so
1: relieved that they they finally find find their home. That I I saw. Yeah, that's
0: that's what we can do. That's what we can do, and that's yeah. that's where I want to be part, part of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. And maybe one last thing is very practical. Did you have any um, important Tips or ways of thinking that really influenced you? Um, Because you you shared some of the pivotal moments, but what are any things that you say that has really changed the way I think about leadership or the way that I think about doing politics? One moment when I just started working at a consultative firm, you already mentioned,
1: there's someone said to me, okay, Sophie, working is also just working uh, from a long day going through all the documents, doing all the, the, the boring stuff, but you have to do it because that that gives you this, this basic information, this basic level of knowledge that you need to have. So that's what I, I use in politics as well. I have to know what I'm talking about. I have to know and understand what I'm negotiating uh, about because that's the only way I can... Uh, can use the content and play with it, play in a in a in a positive way, and make sure that that I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, so that's so, where the work ethics and the
0: discipline comes from. Know what you're talking about. Know
1: what you're talking about. Yeah, and and the other thing is, and that's something I learned over the years. Uh, that l- give this give the emotion uh, a place. Let them come into the the play as well, and. Be very, very um, uh, sensible for what what's going, what's what's happening in in your in, in the situation and in the room, and don't be afraid to use it, to use it to make the content uh, get better. because the process in itself is uh, is so important to get to the to achieve. What you want to achieve and what you want, want to achieve as a team
0: Yeah yeah, and it, so it, it again brings those two elements together the the information, the expertise, the content on the one hand and and allowing the emotions to be part of the the conversation yeah. and be part of the play as you say it as yeah. the, and I like how you're not using the word of game because it I know that it's not a game for you it's it, it's the whole setting that you have yeah. together and how those two things come together. Yeah. Yeah. and and that's where you can create yeah. you can you create an impact
1: yeah and maybe because you use the word play or game and that's in, in the role play people uh, sometimes uh, say about politicians yeah you're just fighting and then well that's just for for the camera for the for the fun of it but it's we can in in a debate in Parliament or in a room where you're negotiating we can have real, tough discussions and be angry at each other but in a professional way and then when the debate is over you shake hands well now we finally we can shake hands again but you shake hands and we drink a have a coffee and and it can can go together that you have this 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 strong debates and be angry at each other and at the same time uh, or after the debate uh, have a nice conversation and, 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 and talk to each other because I think there, there's where the respect for each, for for the other politician grows. And that's what you need to really listen to the other and well be willing to to find where you uh, where you agree instead of where you differ.
0: I, I think that's a really interesting, actually, what, really interesting thing, what you're saying there, because what often people see as, well, it's just for the camera, uh, you're acting as if you're angry, and then later on, you go and have a coffee again, what you're actually saying, it yes, it's functional in the moment, as part of my profession, as part of, of who I am as a politician, I allow those emotions to be there, we also use them. And um I if, if I am not able after that debate to shake hands and have that conversation again with that person, I will also not be able to really listen to the person because I need to keep on seeing the person behind. I need to yeah. be able to keep on yeah. connecting with that person despite the disagreements, despite the strong emotions. Yeah. Maybe I can use an example. A few weeks ago, we had a debate about
1: uh, abortion. It's mm-hmm. a very loaded, uh, heated, loaded, heated debate. Loaded, heated, uh, debate. And, and 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 you, I think you have to think about your arguments and and, and, and the way you tell your story and 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 you, um, well, you talk about su- subject. You have to think about it and and, and be cautious. And uh, I was doing that debate as a as well. I, w- I was already the chairman um, uh, of, of the VVD in in, the, in Parliament. And um, then one of the um, uh, one of my opponents, one of the other uh, uh, coalition, um, no, sorry, not coalition, opposition uh, politicians, who was strongly against this 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 abortion law. He came to the, uh, to the mic and he asked me oh, why are you as a chairman doing this debate? Is it so important for, for the coalition and to make sure that that everything is going right, that you are doing this debate? And my, my first reaction was like, no, everything is important in the coalition agreement and, well, come with a more diplomatic answer. And then I, I felt growing some irritation and, and I was also getting angry and I thought... What is he asking me? I. This is for me personally. I think this is such an important issue, and it's so important that after forty years, we, 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 we change this law a little bit so that it's more up to date to to the time we are living in right now. And and he's making it a political game. He's making it something. The chairman is doing the debate. Otherwise, it's it's it's. Uh, a danger for the for the coalition no i was standing there because i've i think it's important i think uh, sophie is a as a person as a politician as a member of parliament as one of the 150 members i want to be there and give my opinion uh, on behalf of my party of course
0: yeah and, and and i think that's a that's a great example of where you're actually because of who you want to be in politics you're actually putting a, pulling it away from political games and 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 we're only doing this for coalitions or those kind of things. And you're saying, no, this is again about the impact. This is again about the, the impact that we can have with this law. And, and that's why I'm standing yeah. here. And then did you also answer him that way? Did you tell him? Yeah, yeah. I, to, I told him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And after the debate we uh
1: we talk to each other and 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 I said well I explained what happened well wh- wh- when he asked this question and I started the the the, the answer about the, the political reasons and then went to my own emotions and he said yeah but I I heard you, I heard it and I thought okay this is I'm not going to ask this is fair question. yeah is so
0: fair. that's uh, that's beautiful what happens then as well right so you yeah. you get back what you were hoping as yeah, well yeah. which might not have happened with a more diplomatic and a more following the rules kind of answer. Yeah. Great, great example. As a last question, um, because it's, it's it's such a joy talking to you and we could go on for hours. <laughs> I um, but yeah. um, who do you believe should be a guest to talk to a uh, sole business, either because they are a great inspiration for you or because they have something really valuable to say? Who inspires or inspired you? Yeah,
1: um, I've been thinking about this question because I heard you asking this question in in, uh, one of the previous podcasts. And I think you should do a a podcast, not necessarily the next podcast, but a podcast with a a very good friend of mine. Her name is Fien. And she's living in New York, uh, working for uh, Heineken. And it's so... I always think it's so um, cool and also inspiring to, to talk with her how she's leading in uh, in a corporate organization in uh, the US uh, after two years of Corona. Um, so yeah, I I
0: think you should talk to her and her uh, ask her uh, about her story. Great suggestion. And I love all those different stories and listening to all those different stories. So thank you very much for that. And uh, thank you for being with me today. Thank you. It was a pleasure
1: and a big honor, of course.
0: I hope you enjoyed this week's conversation. You can find the show notes and the key takeaways from our amazing guests on my website, barbareintjes.com, under their podcast. Check it out in the show description on the platform where you listened to this episode. If you did enjoy the show, please share your enthusiasm with us and with the world by leaving a review or or by connecting with me on Instagram. Your support means the world to me. I challenge you to think of one thing this week to bring in more heart and soul into your life, because the world needs it. See you next week when we talk soul business.